Good morning, Alan. Hello to you and your listeners. Uh, thanks very much for being with us. So, um, you, Learning Solutions is in Ennis. You know the town pretty well. Ennis ranking 32nd out of 50 towns. What do you make of that? Well, I mean, I think, you know, well, fair play to Castlebar. They came first. Um, but, Alan, you know, when you look at the criteria, there are things in there like uh, cafes, leisure facilities, green spaces, primary schools and GP sur- surgeries. So, you know, that's perhaps a conversation that would be interesting for local politicians and county councillors, and especially with the NS 2040 plan coming up. I'm sure there might be interesting data there. Um, however, NS, you know, scores higher than Castlebar, for example, with broadband speeds. So this survey was carried out by a mortgage provider in Ireland, um, looking at places where people might want to move for a better work-life balance. So certainly, you know, a definite political kind of socio-economic discussion would help around that, I think. Um, In terms of the work that I do, Alan, I help organisations create a corporate culture that attracts and retains top talent. Um, And certainly the work-life balance discussion does form part of that agenda, absolutely. Yeah, be, and certainly, as you say, there'd be um, elements of what goes towards the, the, these rankings that Ennis would tick those boxes, but maybe with the Ennis mm-hmm. 2040 plan in mind, there's a, a bigger conversation to have. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of creating a great work-life balance, Denise, what what are the, the key elements? I suppose we, we've, we've touched yeah. on a few of them there within a town, the, the amenities it would need to have in order for somebody to feel uh, happy between the, the, the balance between the working life and yeah. uh, home life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so obviously we know with COVID, the whole work situation changed for everybody, you know. Um, so in terms of an employer's responsibilities to an employee, there's there's new legislation, there's this Work-Life Balance Act. Um, there's the employees have the right to disconnect so that they can enjoy local amenities and have a more balanced approach to living their life. You know, but I think... What people need to remember, Alan, about work-life balance is that it's not always about having like a perfect 50-50 split between work and life. You know, that's just not how life works. You know, you might have a situation where an employer can offer hybrid working, for example, where you might have to come into the office one or two days a week. You can work from home the other days. And look, you may find yourself in the office one of those days, Alan, where you have to work late. You know, but the beauty of it then is maybe when you're working from home, it's the day where you get to walk the dog at lunchtime, you go to the gym in the morning, you know, and that's what this legislation is there to do for people, for employees. You know, um, like Roderick O'Gorman is quoted as saying that it, this act, the Work-Life Balance Act, recognises the importance of family life and an improved quality of life for all workers by supporting the employees to achieve that. So the employer has a duty of care I suppose to its employees and then the employees have have to play their part as well you know it's a bit of a maybe give and take on on both sides that both the employer and the employee yeah. have to realise that uh, th- they may get a few asks but some of them um, they may not mm-hmm. or they may need to be, um, be a bit more flexible with uh, the other yeah. side of it exactly you know so for employees what I would say to you and I coach people regularly around achieving success in their career you know as 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 early as late as this week actually i had a, a gentleman who i was coaching who's who's actually quite overwhelmed in his role you know and um what i try and do is to help people to look at okay what resources do you have around you that you can utilize now so that this overwhelm can pass 
you know, and that's where somebody's working work-life balance has become completely askew. And what what can happen is it can actually it can affect people's mental health, you know. But I I always try and encourage people to look within the organisation because the employer does have a duty of care. So you will potentially have an EAP policy where there might be free um, coaching, mentoring, counselling. Talk to your HR professional. Talk to your manager. Ask for help. You know, and some people don't want to do that because they think, oh, it's a sign of weakness. You know, maybe I'm. So that's kind of the, the when things aren't going well. You know, when things are going well and, and the employers and the employees are doing this right, there'll be sufficient amounts of communication between the employee and the employer. There'll be check-ins. You know, reasonable requests would probably be looked at. Um, so, yeah, it is a two-way. It's a two-way communication thing all the time, Alan, I find. From your side of it from the manager side I know you've you've written mm-hmm. before on the the, uh, the key elements that go towards being a good manager and part yeah. of that is getting to know your team and, and what motivates them and what might motivate them is um, having a I suppose a contented and happy background be it at, at home or family and so on and that's yeah. where work-life balance comes in there too Absolutely yeah I did write so this week in the Care Echo if anybody wants to have a read of that um, I wrote about what it's like to become a manager of people you know it's not easy and I I meet people all the time who are struggling with trying to manage their own needs manage a team of people Um, and yeah one of the things then is understanding right how do I get the most out of these people how do I be fair and reasonable with this team of people and the most simple thing people forget I always say ask you know, sit down in front of your team, get to know them. And this is the thing that then people say, well, I can't do that because we're all working remotely. How do I get to know my team? You know, I would say just make the effort, arrange a coffee chat over Zoom. You know, all these meetings get cancelled then in, in the midst of real busyness. And that's where people start to suffer. Like that gentleman that I coached this week. You know, they were so busy, they, everybody forgets to ask everybody else, well, how are you? Like, are you doing okay? It's really busy. Is there anything you need in terms of support? You know, and and just to hear that every once in a while um, is a welcome reminder that other that other people are concerned about you and, uh, yeah. and care. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it can feel like you, when you're that stressed and the work life balance is off, you can kind of feel you can't see the wood from the trees. You know, and say with that particular gentleman this week, you know, when I suggested to him to talk to his HR professional, it was kind of like, oh my god, yeah, you know, I didn't think of that because when we're when we're stressed and the balance is off. You know, science studies tell us that we're not thinking straight, really. You know, if, if, you're, if it's gone downhill, you know, you're not going to be thinking at your best and you may not be aware of the resources and the help that's there, you know, to get the balance back on track. And I suppose um, as well, yeah. Denise, a lot of people try and deal with those kind of things internally, even maybe they don't tell their significant mm-hmm. other at home because they maybe feel they don't want to be uh, burdening them with their problems. But we all know mm-hmm. a problem shared is a problem halved. Exactly, you know, and that can depend on personality type as well, Alan. Like, I do a lot of work around that, you know, psychometrics and personality profiling. And there are certain types of personalities that would would be more expressive than others, you know, and certain types then who may suffer from what I call paralysis analysis, you know, where everything is happening inside, but they actually find it very hard to verbalise that. You know, so you've got all that going on in the workplace, which, which is why management and management of other people isn't easy, but it can be very rewarding, you know, and that's, I try and help organisations to get this right, you know, and to chip away at it. Um, yeah. 
One of the important elements of a work-life balance is something you touched on earlier on, which is remote or flexible working. We know the legislation's mm-hmm. coming in around that, and we discussed it recently on the show and how it might go and how some companies or employers um, might treat those requests. Uh, mm. We know that there was obviously it was a big feature of COVID, Denise, but then some companies swore that they'd stick with the hybrid or remote working for yeah. their workers. And then month as month by month, we got past the, the, the main crux point of the pandemic. More and more people were returning to the office and being told to return or else there was yeah. a kind of, you know, leaning heavily on them. There's that feeling that it would be better mm-hmm. if they returned. Mm-hmm. How do you think this... Um, is going to work this legislation? Is there going to are there going to be issues? Are we going to see lots of mm. cases before the WRC? Oh well, I hope not. You know, I think as I said earlier, like it really is about open two way continuous communication, fairness. You know, treating people fairly and treating people fairly doesn't always mean that you meet every request. You know, but I would encourage employers just to look at these things on a case-by-case basis initially, but you have to look at business needs as well and look at, right, okay, when we're bringing people into the workplace, what do we need them there for? You know, what, what are the uh, performance metrics, the measures? Have we got everything? I call it having your ducks in a row. You know, you need the ground to be fertile for people to be able to grow and thrive. So all your systems, your procedures, how do you track performance? You know, there's the process part of it and then there's the people side of it. And all your processes need to be really strong when you have people who may be working from home or working in the office or a mix of both. You need to be able to track performance. Employees need to be able to show that they are completing the work that's been asked of them. There are various systems out there now that that do that. You know, new technology, the introduction of AI, like there's so much out there at the moment to help employers to try and make this work for them. Well, I started with Ennis, so I'll finish with Ennis. Um, if there's one area where the town really needs to improve in terms of being a town that can provide a great work-life balance, what, what, what comes to mind, Denise? Well, on this list, you know, and it is a very controversial topic, but you talk, Castlebar has over twice as many GP surgeries as Ennis does, um, and primary schools, you know, and I think mm. in terms of, yeah, town development, those are the things that attract young families, well, any family, you know, into a new town or city to make a, a new start. But I, I'd say those would be up there on top of the list. Yeah, both very essential services, no doubt mm-hmm. about that. Um, Denise, thank you for taking time out of your work life uh, to uh, have <laughs> a pleasure. chat with us. We really appreciate it and uh, we'll speak to you again soon.